Hey there, Bogus listeners. You just slip and fell on your ass to a brand new installment of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, Bryce Shoemaker, a.k.a. Mr. Bogus himself. Here, staring at my best friend, as always, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. Mr. Stylin', Mr. Profilin', Wheelin', Dealin', Kiss Dealin', Son of a Gun, J-Dog. <laughs> J-Dog! That's right, we're back. We had a great episode Last time, thank you all for tuning in. Yes. And uh, one of the points that we really hit last time that, that we liked is when we started riffing on uh, My Childhood Bedroom. Yes. If you have yet to listen to that episode, definitely go back and listen to that because yeah. we, we both got to talk about our childhood room a little bit and uh, that really brought back some feelings. Not only did it bring back some feelings, but it got us starting to think about the great bedrooms of pop culture. That's right. It did. So we decided to spend this episode highlighting some of the raddest rooms that we loved from the TV shows and movies from our childhood. Hell yeah, man. So so I want to start off and talk about one of the coolest rooms ever in pop culture. Oh, wow. We're starting off big. We're starting off large. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, overstate it or anything and say like, oh, this, this is, this is really the coolest one. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's other cool ones too. All right, I'm going to talk about Tommy Jarvis's bedroom from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, okay. the final chapter. <laughs> now this is uh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> this is Corey Feldman. Yeah, this came out in 1984. Uh, it's the first of what um, us hardcore. Friday the 13th fans refer to as the mid-trilogy. Okay. Uh, four, five, and six, which is the final chapter, A New Beginning, and Jason Lives, they all flow together really well, and they follow this character, Tommy Jarvis. Um, now, in t- part four, we're introduced to Tommy Jarvis as a kid, played by old Corey, Corey Feldman, Feldman, and that is when we get to see his awesome bedroom. Yes. Now, in Friday the 13th, part four, Corey Feldman, a.k.a. Tommy Jarvis, is a he's a horror lover. Yes, he so, is. So... He's a mask collector, a mask maker, a mask customer. He loves Halloween masks and, and horror props mm-hmm. and making these like animatronics. It's really cool stuff. So his first the first thing that you you just I you know, I, I'd be remiss to not bring up, obviously, is that when you see his bedroom the couple times you do in the film, from ceiling to floor is stacked up with these like awesome latex Halloween masks. And I think that's the opening shot, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's like the forbidden fruit too, because you can't get any of those masks. They're not like they didn't just go to like Party City and grab them off the shelf. Like they No, they were custom made. Yeah, they were custom made by Tommy Gillis, who uh oh, I didn't know it was Tommy Gillis. Yeah, so they talked about in the in the film, obviously they're supposed to be masks that were made by the young Tommy Jarvis, but in actuality, they were made by Tommy Gillis, who would go on to be pretty iconic uh, in the makeup effects world. He worked yes. on Monster Squad, Tremors, among others, uh, the recent It series, um, mm-hmm. the, the Stephen King remake. Um, so incredible masks, incredible mask work. It's actually kind of hard to believe that a young kid would do that. That, that was kind of my thi- thing. I was like, he didn't fucking make those. <laughs> a little um, far-fetched. But that's only surface level. I actually want to go a little bit deeper into the young Tommy Jarvis's room. Okay. Um, because, you know, you see it, you go, oh, that's a great room. He's got Halloween masks. Well, look a little harder because he's actually stacked up as well with some great 80s action figures. 
Oh, I did not even notice those. Yeah, most people didn't, and that's why you got to look a little harder in, in the young Tommy Jarvis's bedroom. Okay, what kind um, of action figures did he have? He's got some Power Lords, which are from the eighties. There, if they're if you're uh, not old enough to remember those, they're like these outer space warriors. Where a lot of the attention was on the vehicles they came with. Um, he also had Dragon Riders of Sticks, oh, which cool. were these action <laughs> figures. It was like it's like this guy in a car, and the car looks like Satan. Uh, it's got like a face and stuff. <laughs> Just sounds rad. Yeah, he has some action figures from the um, uh, what is it? The Advanced Dungeons and Dragons line, which uh-huh. he has. He has Dragon and this character named Hook Horror, which I found a couple of those in, in thrift store recently. Um, it wouldn't be an '80s kid's bedroom without some Masters of the Universe figures. You could see Ram Man and He Man, which is my bread and butter right there. And uh, lastly. Uh, you can see the Cairo Swordsman from Kenner's Indiana Jones line. So, but these things that you got to really, you got to be really willing to pause the screen and like look pretty close. Oh, fuck, it's He-Man right there. Another cool thing about this bedroom that I'll say is that if you've played the new Friday the 13th game, well, the relatively new Friday the 13th game, Tommy Jarvis's room is accessible. If you could hide in there as a counselor, oh, that's uh, you can go in there and the masks are all in there and everything. It's really great. Wow. Um, iconic horror bedroom uh it felt like he was looking at one of us with all his masks and toys and stuff um that's my iconic bedroom number one and i will say uh now thinking about it on an an older forever bogus podcast we covered the famous halloween decom under wraps do you remember that kid's bedroom it, I wonder if it was an homage. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good yeah. point. I never never made that connection. They're both like into horror and man and actually like and Yeah. Yes. So much so that he was able to have a dead ass mummy in his room and his mom was like, Oh, that's just his <laughs> mummy real statue. Authentic shit. <laughs> it just reeks. He's got this dead mummy statue that smells like a dead squirrel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well anyway, um the first room on my list is another iconic room, but this one's from the 90s. It is Clarissa's room from Clarissa Explains It All. I'm glad you brought this one up. This is very iconic. I could picture Super it. Super iconic. I, all you have to do is I could, I could hear, I could see it in my head. Yep. Doesn't take much. So Clarissa's room was just eye candy, and it really reflected her personality. That's what I think I loved about it the most, because yeah. she was kind of hodgepodge, a little quirky, but super smart and super creative. So each wall in her room was like a different color or a different shape or or anything. So one part of the wall may be black and white checkers. The other part of the wall may be pink. And then the other part of the wall is flower wallpaper. So it's very yeah, kind of like... Yeah, she was, she was really quirky and boppy. And yes. she had a lot of thoughts on things. Yeah. She would explain them to you. <laughs> Sit down, let me explain it to you. So if you look a little harder... In the room, you'll notice like smaller things um, that kind of stand out. So, for instance, a lot of a room is covered in posters. One of them uh, is a poster for They Might Be Giants. Oh, there we go. Actually, so she got pretty good taste. She does have good taste. Another poster that leads into her closet, I'm assuming, uh, had John Lennon on it. But uh, you may remember seeing all the license plates and the hubcaps and stuff that was that was close to her bed. You remember that? Yeah, why does she have that? I don't really know. I think she was really into cars, or her character was really into cars, because she was always focused on trying to get her license so she can drive. You just get the fuck out of that town. <laughs> yeah, or at least I'm going to get the house. fuck out of this town. I'm going to explain <laughs> to you how I got out. Explain that. <laughs> and uh, next to her bed, she has this zebra dresser. And do you remember what was on top of that zebra dresser? Mm, no. 
I can't, not offhand. The iconic 90s clear telephone. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, clear technology was great in the 90s. My, one of my Game Boy Colors was clear. Right? It was like, for a while, we were like, I want to see how things work on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it glowed in the dark, even yeah. cooler. <laughs> I wonder if they ever had any clear glow-in-the-dark stuff, like where you I could see know. the inside and it glo- uh, glue, glowed. Hmm. Glowed. I don't know the past tense. I think it's glowed. glowed. All right. Anyway. If you're so smart, explain that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on, Clarissa. Uh, she also had that rad computer desk that she always made video games and stuff on, on the computer. Uh, but I think what stood out the most was that kiddie pool, that little pool that was in front of her window most of the time that had a bunch of sand in it, and it housed her pet alligator. Wow, I forgot all about that. Do you remember the alligator's name? I, I, I forgot everything until you said it, and then I could picture the, 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 the sand in my head. No, I don't I remember I could hear all the name. listeners saying, Elvis, it's Elvis, you dumbass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, Clarissa's a girl show. I'm, I'm going to change the channel and watch Batman the Animated right. Series. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I don't know. I don't see Bruce Wayne explain I, it at all. Yeah, no, he's he just punches. He you know. I'll explain with my fists. Don't waste my time explaining it. Explain with your fist and your. So I want to end this pick on uh, a little bit of trivia to kind of give you just a little more substance about this room and how okay. pretty cool it is. So uh, the room was originally going to be painted all purple, but the creator of the show was like, "Nah, I ain't having any of that." That doesn't that wouldn't really fit with her personality. It wouldn't, and I'm glad that they uh, he, he kept pushing on that, pushing back on that. I always thought of Clarissa as like a female Ferris Bueller. Hey, I never really yeah. thought about that. She yeah. kind of is. Yeah, she doesn't really like to get into that much trouble, but but just way, the idea that she's like a teen, a quirky teen who's too smart for their own good. Yes, yeah. definitely. And um, you remember Sam, of course, her yeah. somewhat kind of a boyfriend. He always entered her room on a ladder, but uh, I don't know if you've seen any like behind-the-scenes photos or anything of the set. That's her room. It's ground level. Yeah. So the ladder itself that they actually used was only like I don't know four steps. So it was very extremely short. Before he showed up, you'd see like the top of the ladder clink, clank into her window, and yep. that's how and you then knew him he was walk up, and then yeah, the guitar yeah. riff. I gotta say that very cool, very iconic. But as an adult, I find that to be kind of spineless, that he doesn't want to deal with her parents. Well, the reason why he doesn't is because the writers didn't want to take up the time to make that interaction. Oh, okay. (laughs) okay. I don't want to write that interaction. I don't want to waste my time on that shit. (laughs) Well, I I found that shows handled that really well, like that 70s show. Those kids are always coming and going, and they never really question it. In the basement? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I guess, you know, what's, what is funny about that is I do sometimes think when I'm watching it, I love that 70s show, one of my favorites. But as I watch the kids coming from the basement and coming from the kitchen, I'm like, knock on the door, you animal. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. I know it's the 70s. It's not fucking bedlam. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I digress. I think Clarissa's room was very iconic from the 90s. It, it, when you think of the 90s or Nickelodeon in general, that's one of the first images that pop yeah, up in my Yeah, head. Clarissa's room is a very powerful one, but I, I'll, I'll follow up with another powerful one. Okay. And it's more it's more powerful um, just in legend. I, I actually don't have a lot to say about this entry, uh, but I just I want to say it because I, I feel remiss not to, and that's Zach Morris's bedroom in Saved by the Bell. Oh, um, okay. Now, now, Zach was like, you know, a preppy. He had. He was an asshole. He was, yeah, and in, in hindsight, <laughs> a lot of people say he's an asshole. I think uh, I don't know. I've got a lot of thoughts on it that are 
neither here nor there. But we could focus on in between. Yeah, on whether he's an asshole <laughs> or not. On that. Well, he probably was an asshole. I mean, he like in real life, he would probably pick on a lot of people. And that's kind of the thing, though, is, you know, being preppy and stuff, you know, you see all these bedrooms, like, uh, you mentioned Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller, and, and all these, like, you always see, like, these sloppily hung posters, they're crooked and stuff like that. Zach actually has framed, he has his posters framed. That's true. So, I never really noticed that before. For a kid, for a teen, for adult, I would say, yeah, if you have a poster, please frame it. Don't, don't yes. thumbtack your $40 Friday the 13th poster to the wall if you're fucking 30 years old. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, as a kid, we just thumbtack it up. Zach, though, he he was a preppy. He, he had to, that says a lot about his personality to me. The fact that his posters were framed when he was a teen, because you know yeah. he didn't do that. He got his parents to do it for him. Um, his yeah, Richie preppy yeah. parents. Yeah. Uh, another big element of Zach Morris's bedroom was his big giant uh, beanbag chair. Um, oh yes. And and not only was that like that says a lot to me about him too, because uh, I think beanbags are pretty chill, but. If you ever notice the interaction with the beanbag in the room, you don't see his room often throughout the course of the show, but often enough where you would recognize it. A lot of times he has his guests sit on the beanbag and he's sitting up on the bed like four feet above him, <laughs> you know, and that that's sort of like power his, stance. Yeah, I think that's a power. I, I, he probably doesn't even realize it, you know, no, um, you know, God, he, he didn't know he was doomed to just be in fucking Hallmark Christmas movies for the rest of his life. But uh, <laughs> I digress with that. Uh, actually, it, the post, the, I, I, I didn't find this to be, you know, something that you could say a lot about, although it is very iconic of the 90s and of its time. However, it is iconic enough where uh, in 2018, an L.A. pop-up restaurant uh, made Zach's bedroom and you can eat oh, in Zach's yeah. bedroom. Um, and I, my my nickname for Zach's bedroom is the Stabbing Cabin. Because um, you're, when you're that popular, you get what you want. And when you're yep. 17, there's one thing you want. and Especially in the 90s. That's a stabbing cabin. Actually, I'll tell you the one thing I wanted was a, a good haircut. And uh, shout out to Franny's kids because they had a picture of Zach Morris hanging in there. And I would like, always I say, want the Zach I would always Morris. say I want the Zach. And they would just give me a straight across bowl cut. There you go. There's your Zach. I don't look anything like him. I look yeah, uh, now. I'm worse than I started, <laughs> but yeah, Zach Morse's bedroom, very iconic. Well, 90s. actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm going to piggyback off of that with my next pick, and uh, it's still in the Saved by the Bell universe. And uh, I wanted to highlight Screech's bedroom. Oh yeah, the back before he was stabbing people in Long Island. Oh damn, yeah. <laughs> you're going to go there. That's the first thing you're going to say. Come on, man. And he was in porn too. <laughs> He was. Anyway, long before his porn career, <laughs> Screech had this awesome, huge room. And um, if you can think about it, you remember all the blue paint that covered all of his wall. And most of the color scheme in his room was blue. Hey, do you know the porn movie he was in? I was just talking, weird that you bring this up, just talking about this yesterday. <laughs> uh, the porn, were. The porn movie that he was in came with a scratch and sniff card. I did not know that. What did it smell like? I'll give you two guesses. Uh, Surge. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't <definitely>. know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'll leave that. Uh, I won't tell you. I'll leave it to all of your internet research. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Anyway, back to Screech's room. It's so if you – god damn it. If you remember Screech's room, you remember the, cal- the, the color palette to be all blue. Everything yeah. in his room was pretty much blue, which I did not understand. I understand it. What? I understand it. Okay. Okay, J Dog. Constant blue balls. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't stabbing the way that Zach Morris was. Damn it! <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. This. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. 
So uh, I'm sure you remember his bed as well because it was lofted like five feet in the air, which I yeah. loved as a kid. I thought that yeah. was cool. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for not bringing girls up to. That is very true. Like I can't make it up there. Ah, damn it! Yeah. Not again. Blue balled again. It's a good. It's a good <laughs> excuse for women to leave his house. Damn. Uh, but his bed was accompanied by a very large Albert Einstein poster, solar system hanging from the ceiling, and uh, his room was pretty much covered in all the rad gadgets that he was trying to work on, or yeah. at least building uh, constantly. But I can't go without mentioning his rad-ass cool robot, Kevin, that he built in his bedroom. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got so much to say. I don't know why I'm hating on Screech so much today. I don't know why, man. But, What's uh, up your ass? He's very hateable. He's got. A, he's a very punchable guy. And that's why Zach was an asshole to him the entire series. It wasn't even Zach's fault. You can't see Screech and not want to give blame, him a whack. You're the victim blame here? Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Anyway, I digress about Screech's room. It's a, If it's been a while since you've seen it, check out a Saved by the Bell episode or check out that weird porn movie that he was in. Yeah. You you think like having an Albert Einstein poster next to your bed is like yeah uh, aphrodisiac for knee scabs? Well, you never know, you know, man. like I yeah uh, I, I uh, screech. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, let's go to your next room, man. Uh, no, screech is an icon. I'm I'm only I'm only ragging on him because how of icon- iconic he is. Um, <laughs> next bedroom I want to talk about is John Luke Picard's quarters in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, okay, um, I'm not familiar with this. So there was always the captain always had quarters. The whatever captain it was of the Enterprise at the time, and uh, I, I find Picard to be the best uh, captain. Personal opinion, I find the Next Generation to be the the best series. Um, and with that, he actually also does kind of have the best quarters. It, it, it really is swank as hell. So why is this? Please explain why. Um, well, by the time the, the way they explained it is, you know, the time between. In the canon, the time between the first series when with with Captain Kirk, Shatner, yeah, with Shatner as Captain Kirk, and when we catch back up with the Enterprise uh, for the next generation, there was enough uh, technological advancements on the Enterprise where um, Captain the Captain's quarters could be way bigger and okay. more comfortable. So rather than just being like almost a military bunk, there he he kind of has a studio apartment. That's pretty um, rad. Yeah, so it's it's way more larger and comfortable than than Captain's Kirk seen before him. Um, studio apartment style. The bedroom actually was separated, so he has his whole own room, but his bedroom is only part of that. You know what I mean? Uh huh. He's a bedroom off to the side with a wall and a sliding door. Um, he has a living room. He has a dining room. This is like cool seventies looking kind of red carpet with bookshelves. <laughs> um, an entertainment center. He had a lot of ferns. He had a lot of plants in there. Interesting. Uh, which I don't know how that works in space, but I can yeah, whatever. They gotta be fake. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, know obviously the uh, Enterprise pumps in some oxygen, or else they would all be dead. But uh, that's very yeah. true. Um, a food replicator. You can't you can't have a captain's quarters without a food replicator. And Cannot. several cozy nooks throughout his area for his Earl Grey tea, uh, which he takes hot, of course. Um, <laughs> now, one of my favorite things about uh, Captain Picard's living quarters that really got to me now we're talking about a thing i don't know star trek um was just like kind of always on tv when when we had uh, over the air cable uh we just had an antenna on our tv you could almost okay. always find it playing on tv so that you know even if you're not a fan if you grew up 
you know, where I did with the broadcast stations. You had to watch it. You know, the proximity. It was always, yeah, you were going to see a bit of it. And one of my favorite things was that he had these cool sky or uh, ceiling windows in, in his in his captain quarters that just looked out into space. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, it, it got me always obsessed with like a lifelong thing. And I don't currently have my room set up this way, but it, it's never left me. Ever since then, I always like to have the head of my bed to be next to a window. Okay, uh, so you can kind of when you lay down, so you can I could look feel out. like yeah, I could feel like Picard looking out in space. And, <laughs> That's uh, really funny. <laughs> it, it followed me forever, and it really did start there. Actually, like the I saw that you know it would always pop up like you know you'd just be home on a Sunday and like oh okay this is what's on, and um, I dragged my bed across the room and put it not not so the headboard is against the window. So it's sideways. So if you're laying on your side, you could be looking. At oh, them, I see. Looking okay. out into space, like Picard. Um, the best. See, captain. I would be afraid that if I looked outside at night, somebody would be staring back in. Oh, I don't oh, think I could do that. Yeah, it, I, it is worth mentioning that that doesn't work if you're on the first floor. It's yes. best like if you're on the second or higher. <laughs> there um, you go. Okay, okay. But yes, best captain of the Enterprise uh, for the best series and uh, the best captain's quarters. That's cool. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some of those episodes just to see those skylights or space lights. I don't know yeah. what you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think that people do call them skylights or whatever. Those, You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, really great ceiling windows. Oh, That's right. Looking That's into right. the deepest of space. <laughs> Drinking Earl Grey tea. Hot, of course. Hanging out with your ferns. Hanging so, out with the ferns. <laughs> uh, my next pick is Buzz's room from Home Alone. Buzz's girlfriend, woof! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is probably the movie that I've seen the most in my life. So, I can envision and pinpoint different things that was in Buzz's room. And this was the first time I had room envy. Well, at least this is what I can remember. I'm like, I really wish I had a big brother that had this exact room so I can go in there when there's nobody, nobody here. I'm home alone. And just look around and, and explore all the cool stuff that he had in that in his room. Hell yeah. And that's what I want to focus on with this pick. I just want to pinpoint and highlight some of the coolest things that I found in his room, okay? Oh, yeah. No, that's the best way to do it. Perfect. So to start off with, it's kind of a pretty basic room. But like I said, it's the stuff. It's what's, what makes this room rad as fuck. So when you first come in, you'll notice right next to the door, there is the Incredible Melting Man poster. Oh, yeah, dude. That's I don't know if pretty, you remember that at all. I don't, but that's a pretty fucking deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I'm, that had to have been purposely put there for some reason. And then there are actually quite a few posters in this room I want to highlight. Another one is a really cool early iced tea poster. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but the coolest poster in his room is this random poster I've never seen before, but it has a flying Lamborghini that's carrying a surfboard, that's carrying a large like mug of beer, flying over this beach that has like this bikini woman that's laying on like the sand on the beach. That's so many things for one poster. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to recreate this so I can have it for myself. Yeah, you're going to have to send me that. I, I got, we got to look into that. Okay, but let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. I'm talking about the large shelving unit that is in his room that housed all the cool shit that he owned. That's iconic, yeah. Oh yes, okay. There are just a, a few things I want to bring up, mostly because I think it would get you, it would get you pretty pumped up. 
So the first thing I noticed is the classic Universal monster figures. That's from uh, Imperial Toys. There's like the large seven inch figures. We have those. We we set them out for Halloween. They're fucking incredible. Which ones do you have? Do you we have all, the we have the whole set? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. She she uh Kate Kate had them from her her childhood, and then we found another one at a yard sale, and we just completed the set. Every year they come out. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. So the ones that I know that Buzz owns is the the mummy one and the Dracula one. Okay. So pretty cool, pretty pretty yeah. iconic figures. Uh, I also noticed the start lineup figures or the sports figures from oh, Kinder. Oh, starting, starting lineup, yeah. Starting lineup, yes. They had like, uh, I don't know, I couldn't tell who was who, but he had quite a few figures uh, displayed up there, along and with all the Bulls memorabilia. Everybody course. everybody had some starting lineup figures as a kid, and yes. every boy, I should say, at least, you know, they're... The dad's but like, they were shitty figures, though. Yeah, they didn't really articulate anywhere. Some of them did in the waist, some in the arms a little bit, but they had Man, like I think sort they were the... just mainly to display. Yeah. Uh, they, I, I, I had a couple that had some limited articulation on them, um, but they had that like army man base to them, like yes. the green army figures. So Their feet are the attached to like a surfboard, uh, snowboard kind of, so they're stuck in place. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also noticed the Uncle Milton's fascinating ant farm. Did you have this oh, as yeah. a kid? I didn't have I didn't have the, that as a kid, but uh, it's never too late. <laughs> That's right. I did have one, and uh, it just went missing one day. I'm pretty sure my mom. Well, my grandparents got it for me. I'm pretty sure my mom did not approve of it. So one night she just took it and threw it away. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other big thing that I noticed was uh, a skull flashlight. It was the one where uh, it was a flashlight, but it has like that hollow uh, Halloween-looking skull that would go oh, on top of the yeah. light. I had, I had that as a kid, definitely. Me too, I definitely had that had one that and the pumpkin, the jack-o'-lantern one. I, I think, I can't remember which one I had, definitely had one or two of those. They're pretty iconic, like, 90s trash that were super cheap and everybody had, yes. you know, but they were great. That's that's yep. what made them so good. Absolutely. So, uh, another thing that I noticed, which uh, I didn't catch until recently when I was preparing for this, this episode, so when Kevin is climbing up to get um, Buzz's, like, lunchbox to get money out and stuff... You'll notice right at the very top of his shelving is a an inflatable shark, and uh, this is actually promotional uh, product for Jaws's Revenge. Oh, which How is a comeback is in its own. It's that's a comeback in its own, right? <laughs> which we spoke about comebacks, comeback, comebacks. Um, but the the raddest thing I think that was on his shelving unit is a purple boglin. Oh, see, that's the thing I'm talking about, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's like the piece of treasure. That's the gold there. And uh, you really don't notice it until he breaks the shelving unit. And oh, you see right, it on the ground, right. like sitting yeah. next to him. Yeah, definitely. But uh, but yeah, the, what's left is uh, his cool pet tarantula that helps him out later on. And uh, his chest full of fireworks and playboys. <laughs> <laughs> like any good bad kid. Yep, you're right. Any any good bad kid. Any good bad kid has a naughty box that they hide all their stuff in. I know I had a naughty box. <laughs> Still, uh, I don't see your wife anywhere. I think yeah, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it on a podcast. Okay, Record well let's hurry up and go to to the next room. We're walking. We're actually running down the hallway to the next room. Now. We're down to the hallway, and you're gonna turn into one of the most iconic bedrooms of. 80s sitcoms okay and i always found it to be iconic um but i never really i was like oh, that's, i always remembered in my head what it looked like but i never really 
realized until I started searching up images like, oh, a lot of people have written a lot of blogs about this bedroom. There's a lot, for whatever reason, this bedroom really resonates with a lot of people online. Okay. And that is Blanche Devereaux's bedroom from the Golden Girls. <laughs> yes. Okay. Why now, is it iconic? Because I don't, the only thing I remember is I think there was some bay doors that you could open up and that's really no, all I remember no, see, from see, that see, bedroom. Blanche's is particularly iconic. First of all, I have to mention, if you're not a fan of the show or if you hadn't seen the show in a long time, it's iconic without even seeing the inside of it first because Blanche's character is that she is famously promiscuous. Yes. And, you know, she's always joking about how her, her room is sex. a revolving door. It. She's having a lot of sex and people yes. are getting hard. So it's it's iconic before you even see it. And then you see it. And I swear to God, dude, it's like uh, – it's like – I don't know if you have this by you, by us, like on the side of the highway. There are these like – Hotels that people take hookers to that are uh, yes, with like themed hourly. rooms, hourly, but oh, they have themed, yes, themed rooms. rooms. So you could stay yes, in like yes. the space room, or you could stay in the, uh, the heart room, the or heart honeymoon room, room yeah. or whatever. Yes, and her room kind of looks like the jungle room. Mm. It's 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 like jungle themed. So she has these like Havana like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. She okay, has okay, exactly. It's coming yeah. back to me. She has her comforter is like these big. Um, how would I explain it? Sort of like Brazilian banana leaves, like really big oh, yes. leaves. Uh, green leaves on on white base and she doesn't have a headboard instead of a headboard she has big giant cutouts on the wall of those same like brazilian banana leaves um so it's very jungly in there and in fact um golden girls producers they had to hide blanche's bedding in between the episodes so it wouldn't be stolen because they had to have it custom made (laughs) and like everybody on the set like the set designers and uh the staffers and stuff they all uh there was they had a couple problems where people kept trying to steal blanche's bed sheets and That's I, so uh, strange. Did I not make more than one? <laughs> they had to get them special made because they had a, you know, the creator had a, a very specific vision in mind for Blanche's bedroom. Okay. And uh, which makes sense for her character. And uh, and it actually makes you wonder if people were stealing it because they liked it so much or they're stealing it because, you know, stealing a famously promiscuous woman's bed sheet is kind of like stealing her crown in a way, you know? That's pretty I true, I don't know, yeah. but they had that problem, so... Interesting. Uh, the, one of the producers, Ed Stevenson, he actually uh, requested that infamous wallpaper that we know. It, it's, it, it turns out it's not wallpaper. Um, it, they had to cut out the leaves individually and stick them to the wall. Oh, wow. Um, That's and, a lot of work. Yeah, that was a lot of work, and it was in lieu of a headboard. She didn't really have a headboard, but uh, besides that, she had some pink furniture around... And there were some kind of constant things that were changing, like her uh, her mirror got bigger and smaller as the series went. But the 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 bed the bed set and her you know wallpaper with those big banana leaves those those stayed forever. And um, these producers they used it in their own bed in between seasons because they were again they were afraid it was going to get stolen and they spent so much <laughs> so money getting them custom it? produced. Yeah, so they actually slept in them. Wow. Uh, yeah, one of the most iconic bedrooms, even before you see it, because of what's ba- you know what you know happens in there. Um, <laughs> you know, she's a she's the she is the definitive cougar. She is the she really is cougar. So she defines cougars for me. Definitely, God, God bless uh, Blanche Devereaux and and her her wonderful wonderful bedroom. Yes. Wow. What an interesting pick, man. I did not see that one coming at all. <laughs> Uh, but all the uh, 90s kids that are listening to this podcast can definitely see my next pick coming. And it's my last pick, in fact. There's people listening to this that have been screaming the whole time yes. how, how we haven't brought this one up yet. Yep. And that is uh, Arnold's Room from Hey Arnold! 
He was so cool as, as a kid. He listened to jazz. No kids listen to jazz. That's so yeah. cool. Um, yeah, that is that is probably the iconic animated bedroom. I can't. I, I, I agree. I'm. I cannot think of a more iconic animated bedroom. Yep, and, and in fact, out of all the rooms that we've talked about today, this is the one I want to live in the most. Oh, and I'll no. tell you why. Okay, yeah. So um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but there is a lot to talk about. But uh, when you first see the room, and it kind of looks small, but really, it's really large because he owns, I think, almost the uh, all of the the loft of uh, the the top floor because he has roof access. Yeah, that's that's so dangerous for a kid, but yeah, it is, but it's so rad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kid did not want to get on the roof? And there's a water tower <laughs> up there. That's where they spent. Uh, gosh, they were celebrating Fourth uh, of July on what holiday? On on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's on the roof too. I guess they all had to stomp through his bedroom to get there, which that kind of blows. They had but, to have. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so uh, beyond the room having roof access, uh, this his entire ceiling was all glass. Yeah, I I love that. If you really want that Captain Picard feel, this is like those I don't know what you would call it, moonlights or space yeah. lights to the nth degree. Like it's super rad. There were a lot of great shots of Arnold's bedroom from a distance where it was you could see the night sky sort of cutting through the glass, and it it, yes. it was very reminiscent of uh, Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you go back, look at his room, or at least like a photo of his room. I uh, noticed that his wallpaper, or at least what's painted on his wall, are all aliens and UFOs. Oh, yeah. I guess I never focused I, on I, that. I think that's right, because it looks like there's a UFO with his beams coming down. And there's also another one that, that kind of looks like an alien. But I, I think that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. You don't get that at Ikea. You may you may notice that uh, his room is in the style of like mid-century modern, especially his carpeting. It's totally mid-century modern style. Please elaborate. Mid-century modern is uh, the style in the 50s. So when you think of like the 50s or like art deco kind of mm. style, just a little quirky, just a little different. Yeah. So for instance, he has like the the star design, like the very mid-century modern star design and yeah. color, the color palette uh, for his carpet. Yeah, see, I knew that. I just was like figured you'd explain it for people who didn't know, but like okay. I, I knew it, but like right. I just, I definitely knew it, but I just you wanted just didn't everybody. You have time to Google it. That's okay. I wanted everybody else to know just in case they didn't know, but I did, I did. I can hear them thanking you, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, his couch, which is like a hidden couch, and he presses a button on his remote and makes it appear, is also mid-century modern. It's super rad. I love the color of it. And uh, there's there's some like steps that lead to his bed. And on uh, the backside of his bed, he has like built-in shelving unit that has all of his collections of books and action figures and his radio and stuff. And then what I love the most beyond like the glass ceiling is the built-in ladders that go to the roof from his bed. Yeah, uh, he he's set up. He's, he's he was he really, really set is. up in a good way. I mean, the thing is, when your parents get murdered in the jungle, people take care of you. <laughs> they give you good stuff. You're allowed to have a good bedroom. You well, know, it, it's almost like a pity thing. Like they, I bet you, Mr. Wynn was Mr. Wynn was probably like, "Why Arnold gets good room?" Well, yes. hey, Mr. Wynn, listen. 
His parents were murdered by the jungle. He's an orphan. Yeah. And then he get he gets sad because he goes, I remember when my daughter got taken in the yes. jungle. Oh my god, let's not go there. Yeah. That episode made me cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Me it's too. one of my favorite Christmas episodes though. Dino Spumoni. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely have room envy for for Arnold's room. And as I said before, out of all the rooms that we talked about today, this is the one that I wanted most. Yeah, that is anybody who is a longtime follower of Forever Bogus is you one thing you could assume about them is probably a passion for Nickelodeon. And if you have a passion for Nickelodeon, this was the room. I mean Yes. Uh, Beyond Clarissa. Clarissa's was pretty iconic. The Avengers but, of Pete and Pete. Yeah, like this yeah. is really the room. I like Pete and Pete's bedroom. I don't find their bedroom to be as iconic, you know. Absolutely not. You know, but it's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. I one of the things I really liked about Arnold's room is how much it did remind me of. Uh, I don't know. It's like it was, it was the fantasy room. I want. He had all these <laughs> buttons that opened and closed things electronically, and he could. Yes, he had like a remote that turned on the lights and music and stuff. He had like an electronic like Murphy couch. Like he pressed the button and the couch came yes, out of the that's wall. That's what I was saying earlier. It was like hidden and then it appeared. Yeah, I think they call yeah. that a Murphy. Uh, a Murphy bed is what that's based on. But uh, yeah, but let's say Murphy couch. That's good. Murphy couch. Uh, the football head. What an iconic bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right, man. So we're on your last pick and the last pick for this episode. Yeah. What room are we visiting last? Well, I have one final pick and I also have an honorable mention that will only take one second to explain. So it's like one and a half. That's left. BS, but but let's do it. I'm, I'm here for the adventure, <laughs> J-Dog. All right. Uh, longtime <laughs> listeners of the show will know that I've lusted over this movie a lot in the past. And if not, I... Highly recommend you seek it out, and that is 1987's The Gate. The Gate. Yes, The Gate is, uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a wonderful little B-horror movie from the 80s that really exemplifies everything I like about 80s horror. Really brief summary, I won't even get into it beyond this, was uh, a hole opens in a kid's backyard, it's a portal to hell, little demons come out, and kids in peril, they gotta take care of business. Now, and sacrifice! Yes, and sacrifice, <laughs> exactly. So there, yes, that's a whole nother, watch the movie if you haven't watched it. Yep, and listen to our fictional bands episode. (laughs) Yes, yes, because there is a fictional band from this movie that we speak about in that. Uh, So I don't want to riff on it too much because we have talked about it in the past. But um, the bedroom I want to talk about today from this movie, it's not the main character's bedroom, but it's the main character's best friend, Terry. Okay. Now, Terry was a little skinny, red-headed dweeb with, like, Coke bottle glasses, but also he was a big metalhead. You know, he wore the denim jacket with the cut-off sleeves and the band. But he was know, also a bit on of the a back because <laughs> he had like big yeah. black rim glasses. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he's a huge nerd, but he's also a metalhead. Yes, uh, he he he's the best of both worlds, really. Yep. Uh, when Terry isn't launching rockets in his backyard and running for small demons, he's rocking out the satanic metal in his bedroom. His, it's it's his <laughs> oasis. It's his oasis. It really it's, is, yes. It's his, it's his place away from the rest of the world, and that's what I always felt I wanted my bedroom to be. You go in, and, you know, before we had the internet, you close your door, and you were in your sanctuary, you know? Yeah, you really um, were. He has several Iron Maiden posters on the wall. He has Slayer posters. He has a drum set. He has a vinyl <laughs> collection. There's one thing I couldn't make out. I was looking at it pretty close. It, it, there's something in, if you're watching the film, scene is in his bedroom. I think there's only two scenes in his bedroom. Um, on the left upper hand corner of the ceiling, there's something floating there. And it's sort I can't really make it out, but it kind of looks like it's a Optimus Prime balloon. 
Hmm. Um, but I, like I, a promotional balloon or something? Yeah, for, yeah. For it's the hard. movie, maybe? It's, yeah, which then makes me think maybe I, you know, if it's the same, I don't know if it's the same production company or not, whatever. Or uh, But it definitely looks like an Optimus Prime something. But besides that, huh. he's just a total metalhead. The thing that's cool about him is he's like a little kid, kind of. You know, like, I don't know how, how old I'd peg him. He's like fourth grade or something like that in this movie. Um, but that room could totally be like a cool teenager's room with all the heavy metal posters and the drum set and all that stuff. Yeah. Great, great classic bedroom. Honestly, probably the one that, that was probably the room that was closest to my actual room. Okay. Um, and, God, if I don't get an exam, you know, take an excuse to talk about, you know, Iron Maiden posters Crookedly, cro- intentionally hung crookedly in the wall. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fuck the system. Yeah, like, like, I, I, I'm, I'm so gnarly. I don't have enough time to try to line this up right. You know, you know what the thing is though. A crooked poster is kind of cool looking, but it's got to either be perfectly straight or all the way crooked. If you're like a little crooked, it'll drive you fucking insane. Yep. Terry's rad. Terry's metalhead. He's a nerd. He's one of us, man. You know, he he probably it really is. He probably didn't have an easy time. Um, shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry. I think we have enough time for for your honorable mention, man. I'm very yeah. curious of what what I, you have to. I didn't to want to. Here. This became an honorable mention because it's really stretching it. Um, okay. Getting very creative, <laughs> so I won't go out down to in too much. But I would say, if I can have any room in pop culture, that could be mine. It would be the holodeck from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar, the holodeck <laughs> is like a is an empty room that you could go in. And you could program it, and it becomes whatever you set it to as perfectly virtual reality. And you oh, can't tell the difference between real life and not, and and the hollow deck. Kind of like and the Matrix. Kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> yes, it is very much like the Matrix because the hollow deck actually uh, uses matter, so you can interact with things that you set from the the uh, the VR, and you could feel it. And actually, there's like, <laughs> if you remember, there's like this one episode. Uh, this one guy's race, like they have to like have sex every seven years, and like they're 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 lost in space, and like he hits that seven year mark, he's like, I have to fuck, and uh, and the guy's like, dude, just fucking go in the holodeck for a few minutes, set it to whoever you yeah, want, and he's beat like, it out. He's like, but at home I'm married. And he's like, it's the holodeck, man, it doesn't count. That is so hilarious. yeah. So you can if you. If you have the holodeck, you can have your bedroom be any bedroom in existence or one Whenever you want. If I had the holodeck, I would make my bedroom Blanche Devereaux's bedroom. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I can see that. I, your wife would probably like that too. <laughs> I mean, she's got great wicker furniture. It's, you know, you can't deny it. That's and true. Then, and then the thing is, why you? Why would you? Okay, so you're telling me in your wildest fantasy, instead of just having Blanche Devereaux's bedroom, you'd have a hollow deck that could make a hologram version of Lance Devereaux's bedroom. And yes, I that's exactly what I'm saying. I would go for Arnold's room from Hey Arnold. But <laughs> that's it, just but, me, though. But Bryce, if you had the hollow deck, you could turn it into his bedroom when you wanted to, and then you could turn it into the beach when you wanted to. And Blanche's room. It and all Blanche's comes together. Room. What a perfect way to end our list. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered, though, if you turn the hollow deck into a bathroom and you shit in there, would the shit just be on the floor when the hologram turned off? Or maybe if it flushes, it flushes into a different parallel universe or something. I mean, there is there. There's a lot of questions about the holodeck. Anyway, All I, right. won't, I won't riff <laughs> on that too much more because it was kind of a cheap answer. It's not really a bedroom, but it could be whatever you want it to be. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode about rad rooms from our childhood. Hell yeah, man! I, I think with the holodecks, I think I think you're right, man. I think I'm going to 
to go with that one. At least yeah. that will give me anything that I want. And anything you know what you I could decide. do if if you decide one day to turn the holodeck into the mall where the kids are playing Yu-Gi-Oh and then you go beat them up and then you leave <laughs> and then you just leave the, bed, the holodeck and then you turn it back into your bedroom. Yes. You can have any room you want. out for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to this very special episode. Um, on the next episode, it will be uh, another in-betweener. It's our third one, so we're going to do a special triple film threat that we're going to keep secret from you. Until then. Until next time, folks. Yep. Be kind. Rewind. And stay, stay focused. focused. Hey, I've got a question for you. Uh, since yeah. Screech made himself a robot, do you think he ever made himself a sex robot? We can answer oh, that definitely. in the next episode. We got the host, Hi, I'm Louie. And I'm Dave. Do you love Halloween? Do you like hearing about it year-round? Then check out our Haunted Hangover podcast, available on all streaming platforms. We cover everything from nostalgic memories to your favorite Halloween specials. Hey Dave, what's the best cure for a hangover? More booze.